With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. It is Friday. I hope you are ready for the weekend. I know that I am. It's college football time. It's NFL time. We got big discussion on college football and the NFL for all of you. A little bit of news off the top. I will be tomorrow in Auburn. Uh, Going to Penn State Auburn. Should be a lot of fun. I'll be on Big Noon Kickoff tomorrow morning. I will be on Fox and Friends, so I'll be doing a lot of television. Uh, If you see me walking around uh, the Auburn campus, come by, say hi. Appreciate all of you. Uh, I like the under in this game. It is my favorite bet on Penn State-Auburn, which I think is the best game of the weekend. Would have been the best game of the weekend. Miami at Texas A&M, but the Aggies choked against App State. I also like the under in that game, which are, to me, the two signature big games of the weekend in college football. Bit of a slow weekend uh, as we roll into the official week three uh, of college football. But I'll be there. Uh, A little bit of an early preview. I will be in Knoxville on September 24th, which should be uh, an awful lot of fun, I believe. Uh, So I will be in Knoxville on September 24th. Can't wait to be there. Uh, for the Florida-Tennessee game. I'll be there with Big Noon. So if you happen to be at either of those games, those are the next two destination spots for Big Noon kickoff. Um, A bunch of stuff also. I've got my youngest kid's birthday party on Sunday. So if you are a fan of House of the Dragon, uh, which airs every Sunday, unfortunately, head-to-head with Sunday Night Football, no live reaction show. I don't think I'm going to be able to get there because... We've got a big birthday party going on for my youngest, and uh, and so no live reaction show. I'll theoretically be back with that next weekend. So last night, Chargers Chiefs, what did we learn? Amazon's first ever Thursday night streaming opportunity. I don't know what your interaction was. You can go read. I think over a thousand people responded when I asked them, hey, how did you find uh, the broadcast to be? I thought Kirk Herbstreet and Al Michaels were very good together, even though it was their first big official start of the season game. I thought it was a very symbiotic, easygoing, uh, well-done relationship. I'm assuming it was 4K. The overall quality of the broadcast for me was flawless and actually crisper and clearer than the broadcast for the, uh, for the average game that you would usually watch in the NFL. I thought the audio was a bit off. The challenge on the timing did not seem as significant to me as I had thought it might. I tried to watch it uh, with my uh, live betting app open to see whether I was getting a faster reaction time in the live betting than I was on television or streaming, I should say. Uh, And I thought it actually worked pretty well. My big prediction for you in the Amazon streaming universe is I think Amazon, Apple, ESPN, maybe Comcast as well, 
at some point are either going to own or have an ownership stake of a substantial level in all of the sports books, in particular for streaming, where you can geo-target your ads to states where you know it is legal to gamble on sports. Uh, I believe it has tremendous potential, and that is where we are going uh, to head. But my overall review was no major issues. Uh, There was not some massive nationwide streaming issue where it wasn't being distributed. I still think personally, it's a little bit frustrating. I had to get out the fire stick and put the television on HDMI 3 and then figure out how to get into the Amazon uh, interface. I'm still always going to be old school and just want to be able to sit down, punch a remote, and have everything easily accessible. Uh, But I didn't think it was overwhelmingly difficult, although I couldn't find uh, the Amazon uh, Fire Stick or whatever that thing's called, uh, remote anywhere. So I had to end up on my hands and knees crawling around uh, underneath the bed. We eventually uh, found it. So big story from the game. Justin Herbert, 99-yard interception return. Looked like the Chargers were going to go win it. I thought that the Chargers were every bit the equal of the Kansas City Chiefs. Credit to the Chiefs for getting the pick, scoring, and ending up in a position where they were having uh, an opportunity to actually win the game. Uh, But Justin Herbert remains to be seen what his overall health is going to be. On third down late in that game, he pulls up when he could easily run for the first down, was in clear and evident pain drops a dime on fourth down, and then drops another dime on fourth down to get us the cover. I told you yesterday that, to me, the biggest story in the NFL right now is all of the young talent that exists in the AFC. In no particular order, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, who we saw play last night, uh, Josh Allen, uh, you've got Lamar Jackson, and you've got Joe Burrow. We'll see exactly what happens with Deshaun Watson when he comes back, exactly how good he ends up being. But this is more good young quarterbacks on one side of the league than I think we've ever seen. All of those guys are 26 or younger, basically. So I think this storyline is going to be a compelling one to follow going forward. But so far, the Chiefs, even without Tyreek Hill, are continuing to remain dominant because, why do you think, Patrick Mahomes is just that good. Although I think the battles twice a year between Herbert and Mahomes are going to be extraordinary to watch. I hope that Herbert is okay, and I hope we don't have a Tyrod Taylor-type situation if he has to get uh, an injection that there could be an issue associated with that going forward, too. Uh, Tonight... We've got Florida State and Louisville playing tonight. I'm on Florida State minus two and a half. This game might sneak up on many of you that we've got a Friday night college football game. Again, Florida State on the road against Louisville. Florida State has not played since they got the win over LSU to start the season. They're 2-0 and because they played in week zero effectively. Uh, meanwhile, Louisville got a nice win against Central Florida 20-14 to 14 that didn't get a lot of attention. Defense didn't allow uh, Central Florida, Gus Malzahn, of course, the, the coach there now, didn't allow them to score in the final 40 minutes of this game. But I am on FSU minus 2.5. Uh, I think FSU gets the win, gets to 3-0. and Mike Norvell, whose job has been in doubt 
uh, I think has got things in a decent spot right now. I'm not sold on Louisville. I like FSU to get the win, minus two and a half. Uh, Wanted to say this. Right now, there is, I believe, a 14-hour line to pay the respects to the Queen in Westminster Abbey. Uh, This colossal, incredible church uh, that has been there for essentially a thousand years in London. London is one of my favorite cities in the world. Every time that I've been, and I've been fortunate to be a bunch of times now, I studied abroad in London during the summer. Um, Westminster Abbey is incredible to visit. And I don't know that I would be willing to stand in line. Certainly, I'm not British. I don't know that I would be willing to stand in line for that long to pay respects to the Queen. But I saw this story and I thought, wow, what a guy. David Beckham reportedly stood in line for 12 hours to pay his respects to the Queen. David Beckham is probably the most famous male athlete in all of England, one of the most famous male athletes in all of Europe, and a guy who's still very well known, certainly in the United States, even though soccer isn't on the same level. Uh, One of the most famous British soccer players of all time. I have a tremendous amount of respect for David Beckham paying respects to his queen in this manner and being willing to stand in line for 12 hours to do it. Uh, that is an incredible testament to him, to his lack of diva status, that he wasn't trying to demand that he be shunted to the front of the line, that he stood there 12 hours, reportedly, paid his respects to the Queen. There's a story up about that at OutKick. Uh, props to David Beckham. Makes me like him a lot more that he was willing to do that uh, for the Queen who has served 70 years uh, in his home country of England. Hey, Clay Travis right here. Outkick the show is dominating. We're continuing to roll. More coming back in a moment. But first, this. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Uh, Speaking of the opposite of that, New York City still has ridiculous COVID policies. I've discussed with you the fact that you are not allowed uh, to enter into a New York City school and visit your kids and go watch them in a sporting event or go watch them in a play or go watch them in an extracurricular activity unless you are COVID-shotted, even though the COVID shot is essentially worthless. Um, This is wild. I couldn't believe that this was still going on. New York City kids are not allowed to compete in sports unless they've gotten the COVID shot. The fact that this is still a mandate that Mayor Adams would allow this to occur and exist at all is to me indefensible. Again, to repeat that, New York City kids required to to be COVID shotted in order to play sports even though the COVID shot does nothing for young children. And unfortunately, even though for many young kids and teenagers, there appear to be many risks associated with giving the COVID shot, getting the COVID shot and virtually no protection that is provided, uh, that to me 
is fairly indefensible. Uh, We have got polls breaking out everywhere. Uh, In Oregon, the Cook Political Report has just moved the Oregon governor's race between Republicans and Democrats into the toss-up category. Let me repeat that. The Cook Political Report, Oregon, which is a dyed-in-the-wool blue state, has been moved to a toss-up in the governor's race because people are fed up in Portland with the rates of crime, quadrupled, tripled, so many different Oregon cities have seen skyrocketing crime, uh, and people are fed up. Portland is a beautiful city. It has been destroyed by Antifa, and right now, people in Oregon may well end up voting for a Republican. Also, in Washington, Tiffany Smiley is running against longtime Senator Patty Murray. Patty Murray will not engage in debate with her. And Washington State is also one of those states that you need to pay attention to that could end up very close in the Senate. A lot of people paying attention to Wisconsin, to Pennsylvania, to Nevada, to uh, Arizona, Georgia, and New Hampshire, right? Understandably so. But don't forget about Colorado. Don't forget about Washington. These are states kind of on the periphery that could end up closer because I really do believe all the numbers after Joe Biden went and hid for a month, numbers kind of broke in his favor a bit. I think that is changing. Everybody's looking at crime. Everybody is looking at the overall numbers uh, on, uh, on inflation and how much more everything is costing. And then the border issue, which I'm going to get to at a moment, continues to uh, become a more significant aspect. Um, also in Pennsylvania, remember when everybody was telling you, oh, John Fetterman's going to win. This is not going to be remotely close. Most recent poll out of Pennsylvania, Dr. Oz has cut the gap down to less than two points as we sit here seven some odd weeks out. Pennsylvania becoming a very tight race. I told you that I believe Dr. Oz is going to beat John Fetterman, who is the worst nominee out there. This race is tightening up in a major way. I told you I wanted to do a parlay, and I told you this parlay, when all three of them were underdogs, they're all going to win. Carrie Lake, governor of Arizona, now favored. Herschel Walker, even money right now. These are offshore uh, betting markets. Herschel Walker, now even money in Georgia. And money now coming in on Dr. Oz as it moves closer to even money in that race. He is going to beat Fetterman. All three of those people were underdogs when I told you about them. They're all three going to win, in my opinion. Now, the storyline has shifted. Trump and Mar-a-Lago was a desperate ploy by Democrats so too is to focus on abortion. But meanwhile, there are 8,000 people illegally crossing our southern border every single day right now. We're going to have over 2 million this year, over 5 million illegal crossings since Joe Biden became president. And credit to Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, Doug Ducey of Arizona, and now Ron DeSantis of Florida. They are all taking these illegal immigrants letting them tell them where they want to go, sending people to Chicago, to New York City, to Washington, D.C., and most recently to Martha's Vineyard. Right around 50 illegal immigrants landed on in Martha's Vineyard, 
And almost immediately, everyone in Martha's Vineyard panicked and said, we have to get all of these illegal immigrants off the island. We cannot handle them. Now, what I thought was fascinating about this is we're talking about only 50 uh, immigrants actually coming. Remember, Del Rio, Texas dealt with 50,000. And that is what you have to consider millions of people in Texas and Arizona illegally crossing the border, those states are in an incredibly difficult position. And that is continuing going forward. And what I thought was great about this is a lot of these Martha's Vineyard have these sort of, uh, you know, uh, Ukraine flag equivalent, the masking equivalent, the public uh, social justice posturing, the, uh, oh, I'm a better person than you, uh, all of this BS. Have you noticed in a lot of businesses that they say everyone is welcome here? This is from the island of Martha's Vineyard. We respect women. We value black lives. We stand with LBGTQ community members. We stand with immigrants, with refugees, with indigenous people, with people of all faiths. We stand with our community All are welcome here. Hate has no business here. Well, not everyone is welcome in Martha's Vineyard, this incredibly wealthy white liberal enclave. It took them around 24 hours to kick all 50 illegal immigrants off the island to deport them back to the mainland and to a military base. All it took was 50, 50 illegal immigrants arriving on their island for Martha's Vineyard to lose its mind. Now, a huge percentage of the homes in Martha's Vineyard are only occupied for a couple of months a year. They have plenty of housing. I don't know why Barack Obama didn't offer up his $12 million estate to help handle these 50 illegal immigrants. People are like, left-wingers, blue checks are like, this is a political stunt. This is unacceptable. Well, the only way to get Democrats to talk about our broken southern border is to bring the illegal immigrants to New York, to D.C., to Chicago, to Martha's Vineyard, to all these sanctuary cities that have been 100% in favor of unlimited illegal immigration, effectively. Joe Biden will not shut down the border. Everyone knows that they can cross the border and come in here. We have no sanctity there. Joe Biden has been far more concerned about the border with Ukraine than he has been the United States' southern border. And Democrats are far more concerned about the 50 illegal immigrants in uh, Martha's Vineyard than they are any, any of the 50 people who died trying to cross the border in the back of that truck or the over 700 who have died this year uh, on the truck. And so, uh, tried to cross the border, I should say, over 700 of them. So, uh, Governor uh, Newsom of California loses his mind, and a lot of other left-wing politicians have done the same and said, uh, we need to have an investigation into kidnapping and trafficking, human trafficking. And Ron DeSantis, that's what Gavin Newsom said, Ron DeSantis fired back and said, I think his hair gel is interfering with his brain function. Uh, I I would not shock me if we end up with Ron DeSantis against Gavin Newsom at some point in the near future. But the Martha's Vineyard battle 
exposed the left-wing hypocrisy as it pertains to illegal immigration. As long as the illegal immigrants don't interact with left-wing rich white voters, they're all in favor. They put up the placard. Everybody's welcome here. We're a community. It takes about 24 hours of illegal immigrants for everyone to lose their mind and kick them off the island. I think that this needs to be accelerated in Florida, accelerated in Texas, accelerated in Arizona. More uh, more illegal immigrants need to be sent into wealthy left-wing neighborhoods. And we need to let people recognize, because the only way they'll talk about it, every week, just keep it going all the way up through the election until there is a commitment from Joe Biden to visit the border and also acknowledge that the border is not secure and he has a plan put in place to solve it. Until that happens, keep pushing these illegal immigrants out of Texas, out of Florida, out of Arizona, and sending them to sanctuary cities uh, in blue cities and blue states. All right. I look forward to meeting a lot of you, Penn State, Auburn. I'm on the under in that game. Uh, and I cannot wait to uh, to hang out on Big Noon kickoff tomorrow morning. I'll also be on Fox and Friends at uh, 8.30 a.m. Central, uh, so it should be a really good time. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, we broke out uh, the Animal Thunderdome for the first time ever on Clay and Buck this morning. Uh, sorry, this afternoon, just a few minutes ago. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and we're going to be doing more Animal Thunder, uh, Thunderdome, Danny G and company, are all going to be a part of it as well. I appreciate all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP again, my name is Clay Travis, and this has been Outkick the Show. I'm headed down to the plains. Looking forward to it.